Welcome to Charity Talks. I'm Brooke Tanefsky, and today I spoke with Ron Carter, the president and CEO of Children Incorporated. Children Incorporated is a nonprofit that helps impoverished children around the world through two primary approaches child sponsorship and special funds. Sponsorship ensures that an underprivileged child gets basic necessities like food, clothing, school supplies, and health care. In Children Incorporated, Special Funds takes one-time donations and uses them to support feeding programs, skill training programs, and housing improvements. Children Incorporated helps thousands of children each year, and I hope you enjoy learning more about their work. Today I'm speaking with Ron Carter, the CEO and President of Children Incorporated. Ron, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So to start, can you discuss your background and how you came to Children Incorporated? Sure. Uh, my background is actually in ministry, uh, but I haven't served in a church for, I guess, about 20 years. I My passion was always for ministry to help people to do things that I believe would change the world and make children's lives better. So uh, I started working for child sponsorship organizations. Now it's been, man, it's been about 30 years ago now because I I worked with another organization for 12 years and then I came to Children Incorporated 18 years ago. I believe that our our uh, responsibility in life to one another is to do things that improve others' lives because we're, we're all connected. And for me, that's what ministry is all about. So I see Children Incorporated as a form of ministry. And can you talk a little bit about what the mission is of Children Incorporated? Yeah, uh, our mission, uh, I'm going to read you our mission statement. Then I'll Sounds good. Our mission statement says, Children Incorporated provides resources to children in need in the United States and abroad because we passionately believe that every child deserves education, hope, and opportunity. And um, that really sums it up. We believe that uh, children both in the United States and abroad who are struggling with food, um, you know, lack of food, with uh, lack of educational opportunities, we believe that all children deserve those things. And that's what Children Incorporated has been about for all these many years, 55 years now organization was started. Yeah, and I know you deal with a lot of different issues as you kind of were getting into, so can you talk a little bit about the magnitude of the issues surrounding childhood poverty in the U.S. and the world, because I know you do a lot of work with that. Yeah, yeah, we currently work uh, in the United States, and we also work in 22 additional countries, and uh, you know, the statistics are staggering. About 80% of the world's population lives on less than $10 a day, which is a, that's pretty amazing. 805 million people uh, do without things on a daily basis. They're considered to be living in poverty. Uh, 800 and some million people don't have enough food on a daily basis. So that, those are global statistics, but in the United States, 40% of all American kids at some point in their lives live in poverty. And uh, I think the latest statistic is about 15% of U.S. kids have insufficient food 
you know, on a regular basis. So uh, these problems are huge. And uh, maybe in some ways they're getting better, but they're not going away by any means. Yeah, exactly. And what are some of the main countries or regions around the world outside of the U.S. that you work with? Well, we uh, within the United States, I'll, I'll start with that, we work... Uh, throughout the Appalachian region, uh, and we work with American Indian tribes out in uh, the Four Corners area of um, uh, New Mexico, Arizona. Uh, we have some inner city work we do in uh, Washington, D.C. If you go outside of the U.S., we have a huge concentration of work throughout Latin America, uh, Central America, and South America. That's probably our most concentrated area because we, we have almost all of the countries in those regions. Then we work uh, in India, Sri Lanka, the Philippines, Thailand. We're in Kenya, uh, Ethiopia. We're in um, South Korea. So we're, we're kind of scattered out around the world. Yeah it's, yeah, it's clear there's a very huge reach. So how do you sort of realize which regions to really specifically work with, or obviously it's everywhere, but how more specifically? Well, you know, what happens with us, because um, we're kind of different from a lot of organizations. We have a very small staff. We only have 16 paid employees, and we're all based out of our Richmond, Virginia headquarters. But what we do is we work with a volunteer network of about 300 individuals around the world. And we, we don't, because we are a small organization, we do not go out and open new offices in areas uh, as some of the larger sponsorship groups do. What we do is we go out and we find organizations that are already working in those areas, making a difference, feeding, clothing, educating children, and we partner with them. And they do the work for us without being paid. They do it in exchange for the good that it provides to their children. So, uh, like in Latin America, I'll give you an example. We work very strongly with the Catholic Church because there are, uh, what am I, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but there are uh, a lot of the nuns who work in the schools within the Catholic Church. They're always seeking uh, help for their children, ways to feed their kids, to improve their lives. So we work with them and they welcome us in and they do an incredible job for us. Here in the United States, we work with a couple of organizations. There's one called Communities in Schools. Um, you may have heard of them, but they're a great organization. Their, their primary goal is to help children to stay in school without having to drop out due to poverty. And they manage our programs in our inner city areas, and they do a great job. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting. People have been contacting us for the last 50 years, you know, they hear about us by word of mouth and they contact us and ask us, can you help us? You know, and honestly, we have to say no many times because we're not big enough or we don't have the resources. But at the same time, we have a far reach. Clearly. Yeah. And you mentioned sponsorship before. I know that Children Incorporated's primary work centers around child sponsorship. So can you talk a little bit about what this entails? Sure, sure. Um, child sponsorship is where an individual is assigned one child. And, all, and each child enrolled in our program is only allowed to have one sponsor at a time. You don't double up. So an individual is assigned a child. 
Um, they then send a, a monthly stipend that comes through our office and then we distribute that money out to the field, wherever that child may be. And uh, it's used to benefit the child's needs. What's really different about us is when we work with a school, say in Eastern Kentucky, there may be 25 children enrolled in the Children Incorporated program there. Each child is going to get something different. Uh, the, the coordinators that work in the school, they're already familiar with the child and the child's family and, and their situation. So um, if one child needs shoes, they'll get that child's shoes. If another child needs uh, tutoring, we may pay for a tutor. If some, some of the children or families are going through medical issues, uh, we may provide medical assistance. So it's, it's based on individual need. And that's actually very different from a lot of the child sponsorship organizations because <clears throat> what happens in a lot of situations is if there are a group of children in a particular school, they will all get the same thing. Like one month they may get books, one month they may get clothes, you know, but they're basically going to get the same thing every month because it's, it's just an easier system. But because we use volunteers to identify the children, who work and live in the community with the children, they're able to identify the individual needs and, uh, and meet those, which you know, I think is absolutely incredible. I don't think there's another organization that knows yeah, it sounds like one of the really key things that separates this organization from others, as you're saying, is just that the people you're working with are actually from these regions and they know best what the children need. Yeah, the, the coordinators that we work with, as I say, they're, they're unpaid volunteers. You know, they, they may already work in the school. That's their job, to work in the school, maybe as a teacher's aide or a teacher. But as far as managing the children in corporate firm, they are not paid to do that. That's something they take on in order to benefit the children. And it's really interesting. We find that most times, like if there's a teacher in a school who's managing our program, she really personally knows these kids, you know, because we work in a lot of small communities. She knows sometimes she's grown up with their parents or she knows their grandparents from church or from some civic activity. She sees them when they come to the school for various reasons. So she gets to know them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And that way, she can identify what the children need, you know, one-on-one -on -one rather than a big uh, cookie-cutter blanket type, type of assistance. Exactly. And I know Children Incorporated also has special funds that it uses to address child mm -hmm. poverty. So can you tell us about what these funds are and how they're making an impact? Yeah. I'd love to talk about this stuff, you know. <laughs> I get really excited about it because, you know, in my way of thinking, Children's Incorporated is such a unique organization. And uh, one of the things that we do that is really incredible is we give sponsors, donors, people who support our work, an opportunity to, to make general contributions. And the contributions can be used for a vast array of needs. Uh, for example, we have a, a, a shoe and sock fund that we do every year. We have a, a warm coat fund, which we've had since, honestly, it's been around since the 1970s. It's one of our most popular funds. People will give general contributions to these funds so that each year we can buy, you know, hundreds or even thousands of pairs of shoes or jackets or coats for children in areas uh, who might otherwise go without. 
then we have uh, we have skilled training programs, skilled training programs like in Guatemala, which is one of the countries where we do a lot of good work. And Guatemala, by the way, was the very first country that we started in in 1964, long before I got here. But you know that was where our work started. And in uh, Guatemala, we have a skilled training program that is just incredible. Uh, what happens is high school age kids are um, enrolled in these programs where they learn cosmetology, computer repair, uh, culinary arts, uh, several different things like that, so that when they leave high school, they can go out and get a job working in their community, um, doing things that will not only support them, but give back to their community. And all of this type of work is funded by general contributions from individuals. And about 90% of our work comes from individuals. Our, 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 not 90% of our contributions come from individuals. So, uh, you know, people give money for vast different types of reasons. And we use it in many different ways as well. You know, another thing, I'm just, I love to talk about it. One of the things that people can do so easy is we, you know, you hear about in Africa in different areas where malaria is still prevalent. Um, we buy thousands of mosquito nets every year. You know, that's a simple thing. It's not something that looks really glamorous. It's not like, you know, maybe building a school. But if we can purchase several thousand mosquito nets each year and keep children from getting malaria, that's a huge thing, right? So we do that. That's a, a special fund. And I mentioned schools. We have built schools and dormitories and housing developments. Uh, right now, we're working on building um, some housing developments in second Central America. So, yeah, general contributions go a long way. Yeah, and I think people don't always realize, but I mean, kind of in reference to what you're saying with malaria nets or other sorts of things, sometimes these really simple seeming things that don't often cost a lot of money for us or for most people can actually make a huge impact in a lot of regions. A huge impact. And you know, we take for granted in our country where food is so abundant that everybody has food. But you know, we find that uh, so many children uh, rely on free uh, federal reduced lunches. So on the weekends and during the summer, they don't have food because you know, all the food they have is what they get at school. So uh, in a lot of areas, we support backpack feeding programs, you know, where our volunteer coordinators will, will buy uh, non-perishable food items and prepare backpacks to send home on the weekends or during the summer months. And that's what the kids, you know, have. That's the only thing they have at those times. So. Yeah, little can go a long way. Based on this, I was just wondering, are there any personal experiences that you've had that have shown you the impact of Children Incorporated's work that you could share? It's been many, you know, you have about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I assume. One or two yeah. will do for now, of course. Um, you know, this, there was one, um, I've told this story a number of times, but it's one that really stands out in my mind. A few years back, uh, we were working in the school in West Virginia, and I visited there early in the school year, and I met a young man who was, a, I guess, a middle student. And when he came up to me, the coordinator said, I want you to meet whatever his name was. She said, uh, he's very shy, but we've just enrolled him in the Children Incorporated program, and he's just been assigned a sponsor. 
So that's the point. He looked down at the ground the whole time. He was so shy. He had no, no self-confidence. Uh, <clears throat> I left there. About, I guess it was maybe six months later, I visited that same school. And when I got there, this coordinator came up to me and she said, you will not believe the change in Jimmy. You will not believe it. His sponsor sent him clothes uh, for the money that's been donated by Children Incorporated. We've been able to get him some new tennis shoes. Uh, these things have really built his confidence. And I want you to see him and see the change. So we went down the hall. This kid bounded up to me. He was smiling. He looked me right in the face. He shook my hand and he thanked me for the work that Children Incorporated was doing. And he said, you know, how it made him feel so good to know that someone out there cared about him. Yeah. And you know, that might seem simple to some people, but you know, kids that go to school, if they have, if their clothes are fitting or torn or ragged, if they don't have shoes like other kids, they're separated. They're, they're set apart in a negative way. You know, I know some people like to be quirky and different, and that's a good thing. But, you know, a lot of times people want to belong and they want to be part of it. And when kids are hungry and dirty and wearing ragged clothes, they're separated in a negative way. When they begin to receive those things, it normalizes their lives a little bit, gives them more self-confidence and pride. Yeah. And that's what happened with that book. So, yeah, I've never forgotten that story. I love that story because it changed my life. And can I tell you one more? Of course, yes. <laughs> Another one a few years back, uh, I was visiting uh, a school in, in eastern Kentucky, and uh, the coordinator was just Spitfire Fireball of the coordinator. He knew the kids well and he loved the kids. And she wanted me to meet this little girl. So we went to this uh, it was a hideous home. It was just about to fall down. We walked up on the porch. <clears throat> there were boards missing. You could easily have fallen through and hurt yourself. This little girl, I would say she was three and a half or four years old. She came running across the porch. She was barefoot. She has kind of screaming, dirty, blonde hair, a filthy little dress on. She ran up to me and she said, hey, mister, do you want to see my baby doll? And I'm like, sure. She goes over to this torn cardboard box and she pulls out a piece of styrofoam, like packing styrofoam that somebody had drawn a face on. And she hands me this piece of styrofoam and she said, this is my baby, isn't she pretty? Oh my gosh, I thought I was going to die, you know? And I looked into the house, and you could see cockroaches crawling up and down the wall. They had very little furniture. It was just filthy. And when we left there that day, I told the coordinator, I said, we have got to do something immediately to help this family. I said, we've got to get them better surroundings. We've got to make sure they have food, clean. And please buy that child a baby girl. And we did. And, you know, um, I heard wonderful reports. But the family had been relocated to a better home. The little girl was uh, doing well. They bought her some clothes. They'd gotten her an actual doll. You know, she didn't have to learn to just style it from oh. And, you know, people hear that and they think, well, that's such a hokey story. That didn't happen in the United States. It happens in the United States. Yeah. It happens all the time in the United States. And we have a responsibility to try to do something about it. 
And I think it's really just so important that people hear these specific personal stories because sometimes it can be, you hear these giant numbers which sound obviously amazing, but sometimes hearing about it on the individual level is really just helpful and something people need to hear. So thank you. Yeah, and you know, um, a couple of years back, uh, I got to travel to Guatemala, and uh, I, I was invited to the school where they have that culinary arts program I was talking about, and a group of about 15, you know, 12 to 15 of the students prepared lunch for my family and me, and it was so cool. They, they were a little chef about this, a little chef hat, and they made absolutely delicious food. And... Um, they made a little presentation, you know, thanking me on behalf of Children Incorporated uh, for for making this program possible for them, so that when they graduate, they'll have opportunities, you know, a job to go into, and you know, that's one of my fondest memories too, because uh, you know now some of those kids are probably going to be graduating, and they have graduated, and I have no doubt that because of the training they received. They're working and making a living, which they may not have had that opportunity. Definitely, before. definitely. And it sounds like, obviously, there's so many great stories. So how can people best get involved? I think I, a lot of people will want to. The biggest thing that we always need are sponsors for the children. We always need sponsors. And that's a very simple thing. People can go to our website, childreninc.org and they can sign up for sponsorship right there on the website or they can call our office we have an 800 number they can call that number and just say i'm interested in sponsoring a child and we will take care of that immediately on the phone we also always need and always welcome general contributions by uh, anywhere from a dollar but way up we will accept contributions because we, we use uh, all of those general contributions to meet uh, specialized and, and uh, specific needs, you know, both in the U.S. and abroad. And people can designate if they would prefer to sponsor in a particular area. Um, but, you know, we love it when people just entrust us with the money because what we do is we have needs coming in constantly and, and we try to prioritize them according to what's most pressing at that time. But again, we need sponsors, <laughs> we definitely need sponsors, and we need donors, um, yeah. financial donors. That's what keeps us going. Makes sense, yeah. And as we conclude, is there anything else that you'd like to leave listeners with about Children Incorporated and your work? You know, I, I guess I just would like to say uh, some people in this day and time are very skeptical about organizations. Are they trustworthy? Are they truly using uh, the money that I give them for the good? And we hear horror stories about scams. You know, they're all out there. Um, and I understand that I have to be careful what I support as well. But Children Incorporated is a proven, trustworthy organization. We are monitored uh, regularly by members of Charity Navigator, Charity Watch, Better Business Bureau, GuideStar, all of the charitable monitoring groups. We're audited every year by a reputable firm, and they hold us very accountable. And I am very proud of the fact that uh, I guess it's about six cycles now, we have been four out of four stars with Charity Navigator. And uh, we're a, a grade A top rated charity, Charity Watch. This is just a good organization. I love my work. I'm so blessed to work here, you know. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, I would like for people not to be quite so skeptical about giving and helping because there are so many ways that people can help without having a lot of money. It doesn't have to be a huge amount. You just have to trust and make the effort. Yeah. Exactly. And obviously I wanted you guys here. I wanted to talk with Children Incorporated because I've done the research and I've seen what you do is really amazing. So I appreciate your time and I appreciate you speaking with me today. I appreciate you finding us and and giving me the opportunity to share because uh, the whole goal in all of this, you know, me talking with you and basically everything that I do is, uh, for Children Incorporated to have new opportunities and avenues to change lives. And we do that. We do that. Uh, and we love opportunities to do more. So thank you so much.